Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What happens next? That's the question. And we're going to talk about it right at the start. Chad Hartman, Dave Harrigan with you on News Talk 830. WCCO Colonel David Hunt has been joining us for two decades in important military matters. And we have an important one that really we've been building up to since October 7th. The colonel, like all our guests, is on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Since Hamas's disgusting attack on Israel and Israel's continued assault back at Hamas, Iranian-backed militias have attacked U.S. troops, U.S. armament, in many different ways, over 150 sometimes. But it changed dramatically over the weekend when in Jordan, <clears throat> three U.S. American troops killed, dozens injured. This is uh, led by Iran. We know this. And the question now becomes how and when and what is the appropriate response from the United States of America? Colonel Hunt is with us, he's as plugged in as anybody. As always, thanks for your time. So you just heard me. How, when, and the appropriate way to do this. Yeah, hi. Um, the answer number one is we don't we do it not like we've just done it. We had 159 attacks. We've responded 10 times. Um, the way we've responded hasn't worked because each time we've Responded with a couple of jets, blowing a couple of things up. The Someone from the IRGC, the Islamic, uh, uh, hello, the Iranian uh, group that sponsors and runs the terrorist organization, the IRGC, has gone and up, upgunned, upgraded the attacks. So what we've done in the past has not worked. And as predicted, unfortunately, We've gone from wounded soldiers to PBI, traumatic brain injuries, which are for life, mm -hmm. to three servicemen killed and 34 wounded. Uh, the base, by the way, is, that it, is in northeastern Jordan. It's called Catch-22, and it's got about 350 people on it, Air Force and Army, and it's a support base, a logistics support base. Okay. So it hasn't worked what we've done, and... The only way we're going to have to be able to do this is hit Iran directly 
I, there's multiple ways of doing that. But I would recommend, you know, like the first strike would be bridges in Tehran, where you block the access to the bridges. You drop the bridges at 3 o'clock in the morning with cruise missiles. And then you make a phone call to the Iranians and say, that's no more. And then you have to keep increasing. But we are hitting Syria uh, terrorists in, in Yemen or Iraq. Hasn't worked. We Well, four or five years ago, we killed the head of the IRGC, Soleimani. Mm-hmm. That didn't stop anything. Um, this has Iran is is running, uh, supporting the war in Hamas, supporting Hezbollah up in in Lebanon, supporting the West Bank, supporting Yemen, the Houthis and Tutsis in Yemen, and the uh, terrorist groups that are in Syria and Iraq. That's all from the IRGC, and it has to be responded into in Iran with with enough violence that they get gets their attention. And when? Within the next five days. You've got to do this quick. Because if not, it, this continues. This was, by the way, one drone yep. that got through our ability, to, or whatever screening we're using, uh, air defense we're using. So it either gets into a formation on a dining facility or into a, 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 where guys, people are sleeping. But, I so saw it, some it, reports, Colonel, that, that the, this drone may have been able to escape, you know, our radar detection because it followed one of the U.S.'s drones so closely. Does that does that seem probable? Yeah, that's a good one. But the truth is we're not know, we don't know enough detail because the Department of Defense is still having to notify and figure this out, notify families of the people that were killed and the 34 people at least are wounded. And my bet that number is going to go up. So... And we're not getting any details of how they did this. Probably not a good idea to tell people so sure. they don't try it again. But uh, we have this, – this base has been around for years. It has an air defense capability, and it got beat, which they only have to be right once. We can shoot down 99%, mm-hmm. and one gets through and does this kind of damage. Uh, the problem we've got is we're still in denial that this war between Israel and Hamas – is not regionalized. When, of course, it is. There's seven or eight countries shooting at each other. One of them be the U.S. And Iran is counting on it. Or it's not doing an adequate response. And I'm not, um, otherwise, why do they keep doing it? We, well, when, that's what I was just going to ask you. We stop. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Why is Iran doing this? Why have they decided clearly uh, the groups they have supported, these, these are not actors that we believe in for their decency and their kindness. And even if they're not directly associated with them, they like when folks sympathetic or allies of us are attacked. But what are they trying to achieve? What sort of response are they waiting for from America to get them to stop? Yeah, the, the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, I'm sorry. But, yeah, no like problem. As the, as the, as the Foreign element of the Iranian government, element of the Iranian government that runs terrorist groups, um, period. That's what Soleimani was in charge of. Um, why? Iran wants to be a world player. They are a regional player. I, I've always I've contended that since the, our 20 years in, in Iraq, we helped create Iran as uh, the, the central power in the Middle East. They want more. And as, when you strike the U.S. like this, if they were... 
and, and you go after shipping in the Red Sea, uh, it, it gets them the attention they want. The problem is we're not we're not giving them Iran the attention the attention to stop what they're doing, hitting bases in Syria and Iraq, or hitting the Tutsis and uh, Houthis, sorry, um, in Yemen, uh, has not stopped them. So the next step of this has got to be you have to hit stuff in Iran. I'm not suggesting a war with Iran, but I am suggesting when you get hit 159 times, you've got to respond a little better than 10 times. Uh, and there are consequences to what actions. Inaction, the, the smallness of the action, reaction we've had, uh, and the, the, the Iranians counting on we, the U.S., in an election year, does not want to start a war mm-hmm. yep. with Iran in the Middle East. And, that's, and, so, and so who always pays for this are service members. And with only 1% of the nation serving, it's kind of easy to forget that. But the people who ultimately pay for the, for the decisions that the politicians have made uh, and the strategic issues that are going on are what happened to us yesterday um, when three of them died, three of them were killed, and 34 were wounded. Colonel Hunt is with us. Let's pause right here. It's 15 past 12. I want to ask him how the administration, with the commander-in-chief Joe Biden, the defense secretary and others, how they strike this line that the colonel has alluded to, where it is strong enough and the message is heard where the attacks end, but it doesn't lead us to war and just conflict all over the Middle East. The confidence the colonel has in this administration to make that decision. Colonel Hunt, right back with us in moments. I want to talk about my friends. K&S Heating there. I've been talking about them for a decade. Every once in a while in life, your personal life, professionally, whatever it might be, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity falls in your lap. Guess what? K&S has come through again. When you combine local utility providers offering great rebates, the government offering great tax credits, and Lennox providing and negotiating Great prices through March on Lennox high-efficiency furnaces, air conditions, and heat pumps. Listen, if you don't know everything about heat pumps, KNS does. Here's the pricing. It's fabulous. Through March, so two months, KNS can install a 97% ultra-high-efficiency Lennox furnace and matching air conditioner for $7,795. You want the heat pump with it? It's under 8500 In addition to great prices, relax with a 10-year warranty. Think about that. 10 years and up to 24 months, 0% interest for qualified buyers. What are you waiting for? Worth a call. Worth a home visit. That costs you nothing. 952-697-HEAT or online, ksheating.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Right back to a conversation with Colonel David Hunt. After three troops killed, dozens injured, 159 attacks directed at uh, U.S. servicemen, sent Hamas, brutally killed. So many Israelis in this conflict has continued from October 7th on. So how do all the parties involve Colonel David Hunt Strike the right balance where Biden, Austin, everyone involved in this decision, where they come up with some plan where Iran in some ways is, whoa, didn't think they'd go that far, but it isn't too far where Iran doesn't respond to a point where it's a major onslaught. And here we go. This is dramatically different, and we're on the edge of some major conflict with a country we'll want no part of, and then we wonder how many allies we really have in the region. Yeah, it's very difficult. It's going to take political courage, uh, which I have not seen in the last in my lifetime. That uh, you have to do something in Tehran. I've always liked bridges. Because you can do an operation in which you can close each side for a few minutes and you launch cruise missiles at five or six in Tehran, drop the bridges, uh, period. Uh, there is no guarantee, though, that somebody won't get killed, there won't be a civilian accident, that a cruise missile won't go off somewhere it's not supposed to. It is fraught with danger. Um, but there has to be something. You have to accept those kind of consequences or pull your soldiers out if you're not willing to protect them. Soldiers aren't asking. They're volunteers. They're not asking for much. They're asking is for people to do their jobs as they're doing them. And right now, that's not happening. The soldiers that are deployed in the Middle East uh, have not been adequately protected, period. And the outcome was predict- is predictable. And more of this will happen. And I, look, the guys who you talk, there's a, there are 30,000, 35,000 people in the Pentagon a huge military, best in the rest of the world, will fi- can figure out the plan to get a minimum uh, 
casualties. We love zero casualties. But people can will cannot breathe, or <laughs> you can try to say we're going to shoot a cruise missile and there's going to be no casualties. Can't guarantee it. We also can't guarantee or even well predict what Iran's reaction is going to be. You want to you throw the punch, the other guy gets to throw a punch, um, and that's what the intelligence community has got to figure out. But it's a guess. There is a there is a real chance that if you do something in Tehran, like I'm suggesting, you're going to wind up in a war with Tehran, with Iran, which nobody wants. Okay. Well, then what's your answer about the soldiers that have been shot at 159 times? It's got to be more than you've done, um, and more than is going in the, is hitting Tehran um, again with cruise missiles, not bombers. Shoot cruise missiles from a long distance. Uh, and get and get their attention. And if they continue to do this, you have to ratchet up what your next targets are. Eventually, you're going to be killing people in Iran, and eventually, you're going to go to war with them. But if the, there's no, I don't, I don't see any way of having a discussion like this in which recommended you hit Iran, and you're not accepting the fact that Iran gets a strike back, and now you're in a shooting war. Which you're in now, by the way, but with proxies. And oh, by the way, we've got a little thing going on in, in, yeah. in Ukraine, um, which is going to be part of this decision as well. Is Putin playing any part in what's happening in this aspect of the Middle East? I don't believe it. I, I think that China and Russia are, are, are fans of and support uh, Iran. I don't. I, my read of this is this is not Russia or China. This is straight up the IRGC and, and the leaders in and Tehran. For uh, members of our audience who are supporters of Donald Trump, who believe that if Donald Trump was still commander in chief, that this would not be taking place. What do you say? That's a pipe dream. I mean, he's he's got a different relationship with Netanyahu. Um, once once Hamas did what they did on October seventh, no one on the planet could stop the Israelis from doing what they did. Trump, Biden, Carter, uh, Obama, no one's going to stop them. Uh, the issue of Trump's influence in Iran is questionable. Uh, the problem with this is, as I've said, that, that this is all blowing up in the region because of Israel and Hamas, and, uh, period. And Iran has taken advantage of it. I don't think the, the difference between uh, the Trump administration or I don't, I don't believe, by the way, the, the Biden administration is going to pull the trigger and do what I'm suggesting. I don't, I might, I'd be very surprised. Mm-hmm. I hope they would hit Iran. Uh, and I don't have, I have no faith in any other administration doing the same thing. But Trump has been, um, most of the time against wars. And this would start, this has got a good chance of starting it. Um, but this will take political, real, real political will in an election year to react the way I'm suggesting. couple last points with Colonel David Hunt. 30 years of military service, still extraordinarily plugged in and a, and a great guest to us for multiple decades. Okay, let's go to Israel. There have been reports recently about just the continued tension between Biden and Netanyahu. And any time an American official tries to negotiate with Israel to be more surgical, to try to limit 
civilian casualties, it's mind your own business, how would you respond if this was your country? Then late last week, including even on the weekend, some reports that maybe the administration might say, okay, well, guess what? We're not going to give you as much uh, of uh, the military armament and support which you may desire, which we have done forever. Plus, we have negotiations taking place. We have the CIA director meeting with the Qatari officials and other officials. We've got Blinken over there now. So tie these two together to, to what's now happened with three civilian, three uh, military members dead, 30-plus injured, and this idea of talking tough with Netanyahu and whether unlimited troops or hostages, does all that go away now because of this attack in Jordan? No, no, it doesn't. We, we, Israel has still have to decide what is more important, uh, the revenge angle, which is the heavy way they're doing it, or getting your hostages out. You can't. They've been unable to do both. The the generous estimates of how much of Hamas has been killed or denigrated, whatever the nice word is, is thirty percent. I mean, for all of the all the killings going on. They've damaged about 30% of Hamas has been killed or damaged. That's not a that's lot, sir. Remarkably, that's not a lot. Yep. And, and considering, for example, 2,000, uh, 900, 2,000-pound 2, iron bombs have been dropped. Just yeah. just one of, just, it, so this has been a very difficult war, and, and it would be for anybody going into Gaza. Uh, but you, they, they have not, they've decided that this blunt instrument is the way to do it. And not concentrate. You can't. They're not being able to do both: destroy Hamas, which is only a 30 percent less, and get the hostages, which there are hundred plus left. And he's got a bigger. Netanyahu's got a much bigger problem than his relationship with Biden. His own country is, is getting to have enough of this. There's so much backlash by the by the families or the hostages, and the fact that the cost is rising of dead IDF soldiers, and the truth of how difficult it is with these tunnels. And that it's only gotten thirty percent done, um, and the fact that this is, this war is keeping Netanyahu in power, so he's got a lot more problems on his hands than, than whether he and Biden get along. Colonel, always appreciate it. Thanks for uh, bonus time. Enjoy your week, and we'll reach out again soon. You bet, Chad. Take care. The uh, serious nature of this topic caused us to go with this uh, interview right from the get go. It's it's a serious hour. We're going to get to lighter stuff coming up. We're going to replay uh, our interview from over the weekend at Twins Fest where I was joined by Corey Provis, and we chatted with the Hall of Famer. I saw one member of the Harrigan family there. Uh, where were you? I mean, some show support would have been nice, you know, station support for, you know, our flagship team. Where, where were you? I knew you had it. I figured I'd just send my father in proxy, and that would work okay. Yeah. He looked great. Seemed like he did a fine job. Yeah. Did you like that picture I sent you? It was lovely. Yeah. Very nice. Good looking guy and Chad Hartman. Wow. That's uncalled. Is it wrong? No. No. Is it? Am I wrong again? Are we doing a bonus? (laughs) Am I right? No, you're not. Um, Chip. We're going to do one segment with Chip. Jeez, I can't imagine what we'll talk about. There were no uh, interesting playoff games yesterday. Nothing. And you're saying, wait a second. Where's overrated? Overrated is getting a little bit later today. A little bit later, uh, 220. Unique time for overrated. We like to shock you. Move it. I'm like, this will shock you. I mean, 
reverberations all across the planet because we moved overrated for one time. I heard overrated is very excited. Yeah, overrated. Exploring some new space. U.S. Attorney Andy Luger. Not exactly, again, a lighthearted topic, but uh, serious matters to discuss with the U.S. Attorney for the state of Minnesota. Andy Luger, next on CCO. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. We'll get to the music theme later this hour. Andy Luger, U.S. Attorney for the State of Minnesota. Second time he is U.S. Attorney for the State of Minnesota. Mr. Luger has joined us multiple times before. Andy's with us on the uh, John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Hello, sir. Thank you so much. As you look today at what your staff has accomplished so far since you've resumed this position, what pleases you most and what uh, what leaves you with the feeling we have a lot more to do in this area? Thanks for asking. It's a good question. The, the thing that pleases me the most is we took a look when I started in March of 2022, April 2022. We took a hard look at what the community needed and from our office and decided that violent crime was the number one issue, particularly in Minneapolis, but not just. And so I made the decision that everybody in the office, given how strapped we were for resources, would take on a violent, violent crime cases, whether you were a national security prosecutor, a white collar prosecutor, drug prosecutor, everybody's going to do gun and carjacking cases in addition. And that allowed us to take on so many more cases and accomplish so much more. And so that's been a huge success. And I'm proud of the office for rallying around that idea because that was new. And it, it just sort of hit me that that's something we should do. And we did it. So that's that's the good. That's really where we're at that I, I'm pleased with. Uh, I think we have a lot more to do on the gang cases and not because we're not trying, just because it's taking a long time to infiltrate these gangs the way we need to. And even though we've indicted and charged over 70 gang members, that there's just a long way to go. We're, we're, we haven't crossed the 50-yard line on that one yet. Okay, let's go back to Minneapolis and crime and the energy from your office. You know these numbers significantly better than I. Last year was progress on violent crime. Numbers down, not resolved, not uh, we never have to worry about it. And that's that's led to this debate because Minneapolis police officers, uh, the numbers keep dropping precipitously and there's no sign that they're going back. So how convinced are you 
that this is enough of a trend with the combination of what you're doing, what Brian O'Hara is doing, what Hennepin County's doing, that we're headed in the right way versus you just don't know yet. You don't know yet. Um, we are we're heading in the right direction, but that could change. And so here's the point: when you really put energy and time and resources into violent crime, um, criminals notice and they talk about it. And what I tr- what I try to tell everybody is, if we take our foot off the gas, or we don't keep our foot on the gas as much, they notice that too. And so we're not ready yet to say, boy, we've done such a good job and, and, and congratulate ourselves. And we absolutely need more people, more bodies, more intelligence analysts, more folks focusing on this work to get down the line to where we want to be. You, you raise an interesting point on, okay, when more people are arrested, that those who, for whatever reason, have decided to commit more crimes, do they pay attention to that versus, you know what, they don't care, they're going to do it, they think they're not going to get caught. How, how do you judge that? I judge it by listening to people on the street, mostly, and listening to the defendants that, that we prosecute. So I can tell you what I think all day long, and you can do the same, and, and maybe we're right, maybe we're wrong. It's what we're hearing from the street. And what they talk about is not just arrests, but swift and certain consequences. So you're arrested for a violent crime in Minneapolis. You go into the federal courthouse where we have different rules than they do in the state courthouse. You don't have a constitutional right to bail. And so wait a minute. Now you're detained and then you're convicted and you do your time without you know, parole and all this other stuff. And you go to a federal prison, not in Minnesota, but somewhere else in the country. That They know that. And the more of that we do, within reason, and using the tools appropriately and with discretion and carefully, it makes a difference and word spreads. And we hear that from people on the street. And so we, we, we believe we can make a difference in this way. We certainly are doing it on carjacking. Um, we're also doing it in the gang world and with switches, uh, you know, the, the, the devices that turn a pistol into an automatic machine gun. We're making some impact. It's, but like I said, it's still early in the process. Andy Luger, U.S. Attorney for the State of Minnesota, with us. Uh, Chad Hartman here. It's 42 past 12. Let's switch to fentanyl, which is an issue in this state. It's an issue in this country. It wasn't that long ago that you had a major arrest investigation tied to the street value of roughly $2.2 million. Where are we at with this dilemma of fentanyl, its power, its pervasiveness, killing individuals, and how do you continue to try to slow that down? The best way to slow it down, obviously, my job, and, and I work with federal law enforcement, state and local law enforcement, our job is to catch the people who are bringing it here, people who are selling it, distributing it. And we're going to keep doing that. We're going to do it um, as aggressively as we have. But the real way to turn this around is to get people to stop taking street pills, pills that they get through the Internet, and for kids to be told all the time and, and, and you know, 
if you see me near a kid, and I say kid, you know, teenager, they're walking away from me because I am saying this over and over again. You just can't trust any pill anybody hands you at any time. You also had um, really a horrible story of sextortion, you know, and what is going yeah. on and reaching out to young kids and teens. So I want you, I want you to expand on that also. And then just this concern, Andy, about where we're headed with AI and where yeah. we're headed with deep fakes when, I mean, there was this huge uh, public story last week involving Taylor Swift, who's one of the two or three most famous people on the planet, and it was just an AI-generated, uh, not her, uh, indiscreet pictures of her that were viewed 50 million-plus times. So talk about sextortion and then this concern of where we're headed with deep fakes, where we're headed with AI, where it is now in 2024, and where we might be years down the line. Yeah, I can tell you where we are today, and this is similar to fentanyl and the pills. We, we, can't, we can't raise our kids today, and I, my kids are older, and now I have a grandson. You can't raise kids today the same way we were raised, you know, and, and I don't know how old you are. I, I think I do, but I won't guess. Uh, 21. I mean, I'm very young, 21. Yeah. And so this won't apply to you. But for those of us who were raised in the 60s, 70s, 80s, I'll give it a broad uh, a broad time period. It's different today. And so the you you, we have to constantly be talking to preteens and teens about what happens on the Internet. And ninety nine percent of the people who are victimized by these sextortion crimes didn't believe it could happen to them. They, they, they were just playing around. Sometimes they were curious. They got sort of into it. And before you know it, you're a victim of a massive national or international crime. And it affects your life yeah. because somebody is passing out photos of you, passing out videos of you, and you're demoralized and yep, you lose sure. trust in other people. So that has to become integral to our, our, our education process but certainly how we raise kids today. And, and I, I'm no you know, expert on this other than we cannot operate in 2024 like it's 1974. Two more points and I'll let you go, sir. I know you recently spoke about anti-Semitism, which has been a problem in this country for a long time. It started to really ratchet up in the uh, teens and early 20s here, and now has become just an awful situation since Hamas's attack on Israel. How big of an issue is anti-Semitism in the state of Minnesota at this point? It's a huge issue, unfortunately, and it's coming up in all sorts of contexts. And when you talk to people in the Jewish community, uh, again, I've reached a certain age, my entire life, I didn't talk about anti-Semitism as much as I have since October 7th. If you put all the conversations I've had all over all the decades, they don't compare to what I've talked to people about since that date. And that, that's true for most people in the Jewish community, unless you're a scholar or you're focused on it. And it's just, it's a matter again to me of public conversation and education as to what it is. And I'll give you one very quick example. 
in, in Philadelphia, there's a Jewish-owned, Israeli-owned restaurant. Protesters were going through downtown Philadelphia, uh, you know, pro-Palestinian, anti-Israel, whatever it is. And they stopped at this restaurant and chanted to the owner that he was a murderer, having nothing to do with anything he's he's done. And that is the definition of anti-Semitism. When you blame Jews as a as a whole, as a people, for things that are happening in the world. And those kinds of things have to be talked about between Jews and non-Jews today to make sure we understand the words that we use and how we use them and what they mean to the affected community. Yeah, we talked about that story. The, the guy just owns a restaurant. He wasn't in any way making any public statement. He was just welcoming all customers, and this took place. It's, it's, it's indefensible. Last thing, what can you tell us on feeding our future investing? You've obviously had charges. You've had arrests. How high of a priority is that still within the office? It still is. The same people who worked on the original arrests and indictments are still working. Uh, We have turned our attention to some extent to the trials that will be taking place later this year. The first Feeding Our Future trial probably this spring. Uh, And that will have a big impact on what happens with the rest of the case. But there's, there's, as I have said at every moment I could, we're still investigating. There are still people out there. Um, It's not over. Are there still a, a high number of people out there, or is it a, is it a much smaller number? Uh, you know, I'm going to hold off commenting on that, other okay. than to say this was a this this is something that spread like wildfire when it got started, and we're continuing to continuing to work on it. And I appreciate your asking, Andy. I know you don't do this very often, so I appreciate your time. Enjoy the rest of your day, and we'll reach out down the line. Be well. Thanks for calling. Thanks Thank for having you. me. You also, Andy Luger. U.S. Attorney for the state of Minnesota on multiple issues. Let's react to some of those comments. You also can. uh, Kind of a big break today, Dave. Big break. Taylor Swift purchased the talk in Texas. Wow, you're kidding me. Noon to three. That's it. Not to Russia. Not Jordana Adam. I don't know. I think she knows. Yeah. Was Adam fired? I hope so. Yeah, that'd be great. Be good news. Um, yeah, she knows where the situation is. Yeah, she does. And, you know, that Super Bowl excitement's getting to her. Just spread the love, baby. Yeah, we'll get to all the hatred still towards her <laughs> later and overrated, underrated, probably. Get a bleep in life, you people. That's basically the uh, summation. Uh, but let's react to some of Andy's points. You can also. That was the point on the Taylor Swift talk and text lines. Let's see if we can get to the trades. At WCCO Radio now has the Taylor Swift Talk and text lines. We used to have a program director who, when he offer up really dumb decisions, would say, "Yeah, they're talking about in the trades. Big in the trades. Big in the trades. What a, wherever the trades are, whomever makes up the trades. I have no idea. 651-461-9226. A lot to chew on from Andy Luger. I think the, um, the crime data, that's very interesting that literally everybody on his staff has to work on that. So when we talk about, and we were having this debate recently, I know Jason had one view, I had a slightly different view on why crime in Minneapolis is down and is it automatically, hey, we're fine, we don't need as many cops. I don't accept that still. I still don't accept that. And I think it's also notable again that 
the U.S. Attorney's Office is paying way more attention. And what role is that playing? Defeating our future? I was kind of intrigued by, I can't tell you. What else is still going on? Don't you still feel like there's a lot of questions to be answered, including when various people knew and we are going to keep spending how much money for how long and allowing people to steal this money while the feds were building the case? I'm still dubious of that explanation. Yeah, I get that. But I think we uh, we got an answer from the U.S. attorney without getting an answer that there's still a lot to be uh, yeah. a lot to be revealed. Him saying, I think the quote, you know, once it started, it spread like wildfire. Yeah. And I'm not going to say how uh, how much more we have to go. Yeah. In other words, next couple months, we're going to hear more. How how many? I don't know. But it didn't sound like small, did it? No, it when did I, not. Um, and just what we're out with sextortion. Sadly, good luck to so many people. Maybe maybe us, me and you, anybody. Where we're headed with AI and deep fakes and what we're going to do to people's lives, not just sextortion, who knows where we're going? I know you've kind of downplayed AI and deep fakes. Uh, I'm really worried where, where this might go. So uh, Joe Maurer, Hall of Famer, I don't know if you heard, huh? uh, was our opening act. When uh, the television voice, the Twins, joined me, Twins Fest, crowds were enormous, especially to see this guy. So is it a two-parter, one-parter? Two parts. Two parts. Joseph Patrick Maurer, uh, he'll join us with the replay version of it uh, early next hour. You want your Linda's construction time check? Yes, I do. It's uh, time for you to request your complimentary attic inspection. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 